I've had an extensive history with sexual abuse. And I think the reason why it's happened, like even as an adult, I think, I think that the reason why it's kept happening is because of the first experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Later on as an adult, I was, um, I was raped. Dan with uh, When a Nerd Starts Over, and uh, this is a special episode. Um, last couple episodes, um, I, you know, I, I've kind of goofed around with a bit with my friends on the phone, so this one's a serious one, and uh, it really hits home with me. Um, and on the show today, we have Azu Sena. So, thank you for doing the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, she's a great friend of mine, and uh, I think we've known each other for a bit now. And, uh, but not really had like a full on full, like real serious conversation. Um, and I think it was something you said, um, maybe about a week ago or two weeks ago that, that made me think like, wow, we, we might have more in common than, than we really know, you know? Um, and that one is that we both suffer from mental illness, right? So do you want to tell everyone what you suffer from? So I have a lot of anxiety, um, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> I um, like I have PTSD, so um, and depression. Like I don't, it all kind of goes together. But I've had it for like most of my life, so it's something I've kind of like I don't want to say gotten used to, but I've learned to kind of like deal with on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really go to therapy or anything until like later, like maybe a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of found different ways to kind of, um, like heal myself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's weird. Cause, and I mentioned this on the show whenever I had people on uh, who suffer from mental illness, uh, it's not just, and, and I always like to, you know, because this is a show that will help teach people, like, you know, how to deal with, you know, or help cope with their mental illness and to learn more about how other people suffer because it, it could be different for everyone. Um, and, you know, um, you could get panic, you know, panic attacks or you can just be very sad for no reason. Me, that's, I, I do, I get that where it's just, I can literally sit there and feel sad and I have no reason to feel sad. I can write a list of everything I'm happy about and then still be sad. And that's just, that's, that's depression. I mean, it's just. Yeah. That's something also people don't understand is, um, you know, when you feel sad, like it's normal to feel sad. It's normal to feel, you know, like anything cause we're human, but when you're depressed, like there, it's like sometimes you can't get out of it and it'll, it'll take everyone a while to kind of, um, like feel better or like even feel anything. Yeah. It's like, I just, <clears throat> I know like, for example, like there are days when, if I feel depressed or I just don't have any energy, I don't want to get out of bed. 
I just want to lay there. And it's mm-hmm. like, and then, you know, and which I, I appreciate because, and I've mentioned before that, you know, my girlfriend, she knows I suffer from this and I've explained it. And I, I always lay it on the table. This is me. And this is how I feel. This is what happens to me sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And she knows. Um, and so she'll say, okay, well, Dan, does, he probably just can't go out today. He probably can't, you know, do this today because I mean, I, I won't be a functioning human being that day. Mm-hmm. Are you able to work when you feel like that? I am, but you know what? And, and, I, and I'll, I'll just say like, you know, we, me and you both work in a place where we have to be, um, you know, uh, we have to put on a face yeah. and, you know, and we have to, you know, um, and it's tough. It's tough because, you know, and, and a lot of people, they'll ask you later if they know you in real life, they'll say, I had no idea or clue that you suffered from that. Cause when I see you, you seem like you're always happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I try to be, I really try to be happy. And like, even in my darkest moments, like I always, I don't know how, maybe it's like through the way that I kind of like self meditate. I, um, I always find a way to bring myself up and it's really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I didn't know that about you. Like I, before we had that first conversation, like I had no idea cause you always seem so nice and happy and yeah, it's so weird. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's true. It's like a lot of people will say, "No, that's not even serious. You're serious," or they won't even, or they would they wouldn't learn until they've actually heard the show. Like if my friends yeah. or family, they listen to the show, they'll say, "Like, wow, really?" I mean, because when you're out in public, you're one way, but when you're home, you're a totally different way. And so, um, and when I get you know home or something, you know. I can be like, okay, now the energy, you exert more energy trying to put up that face when you are depressed or anxious. And it's exhausting. You really feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't run marathons at all or anything like that, but you really feel like I've, I've ran a marathon. I feel completely out of it now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does take a lot of energy to like kind of fake it, but I don't mean fake like in a bad way. Like you do kind of have to put on a show for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it does help at the end of the day. Well, sometimes, like you know, to fake it till you make it. Like, be happy. Try to look at the positives, and also the people you surround yourself with can help a lot. Like, you know, supportive people. Yeah, I mean, and, and I and we mentioned before we actually started recording that, you know, we both kind of share um, that mental illness just didn't come randomly. It came from a huge traumatic event or series of traumatic events um and which is sad because it, it just shows you how fragile like the mind is it's just uh-huh. you can be perfectly fine perfectly normal happy and then one thing happens it could be something like a divorce um with your parents divorcing when you're very very young that can cause you to have feelings of separation anxiety or something much more serious than that personally and individually um so uh-huh. um in my situation in my um life i guess i can i started to notice later in life that i'd feel anxious um and weird and queasy in bathrooms um and i never knew why i i did that it was just like why do i feel like i need to get out of here even though i just got to the bathroom i was just like i have to get out of here like i had these like little mini panic attacks and so I remember mentioning it to my mom, you know, I was probably like in my teen, when I was a teenager or something, I mentioned like to my mom, like, yeah, it's just, it's just, I had this weird feeling. 
And she mentioned this one thing, and it, 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 it totally made sense after that. She mentioned that when I was young, I, uh, I, she took me to this babysitter. And it was a female babysitter, and um, I, I, she would drop me off in the morning, and then I would go and use the bathroom. But whenever I used the bathroom, she would go with me into the bathroom. And that's where it all happened. I, you know, I was, you know, I was molested. And so she said this comment to me and this is what triggered me. She said, yeah, that's so weird. It reminds me when you were young and like how you refused to use the bathroom the whole day until you got home. And I was like, why would I do that? You know? And so I started thinking back and I was like, oh my God. And so it all started coming back to me like, oh, it's because I didn't want to go in the bathroom with that lady because she was doing these things. And so it just like, it's like I repressed those whole, all those memories and they all came back just by my mom mentioning that comment. So uh, I still get those feelings of weird anxiety sometimes in the bathroom. Like I have to get out and I'll literally not use the bathroom for hours because I'm still kind of, you know, freaking out about it. Um, yeah. but, but that's where it all kind of started and it kind of steamrolled into um, now I'm not good with affection. So it's like, I, I, you know, I don't like it when people, you know, like if I'm not comfortable with someone and and they touch me, it, it will, I will freak out. And um, so, but if I am comfortable, then I don't freak out about it, you know, and that's affected relationships because it's like, you're in a relationship with someone, you're going to be, you know, affectionate. You're going to show public displays of affection. You're going to hold hands. You're going to hug. Yeah. And I was just like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to even, you know, I, I'm not good with that. So, um, yeah. but that's where, where my, I think where everything started with me and, and well, that's just one of the things that started with me. So, mm-hmm. um, now if you, if you feel, you know, comfortable enough, I mean, you could also talk about where you think your, um, anxiety and mentalness originated oh yeah well i definitely know where it all started um i was maybe seven or eight years old and um i had i lived um obviously with my family um and my dad invited um an uncle to um to stay with us um while he like i think it was like during the, the summer and he was trying to get my uncle some work, you know, he was trying to help him out. So while he was like on a break from college and, um, it was a tiny little apartment. So it was like a two bedroom. My parents had one bedroom and then me and my brothers had another. So, um, my uncle, I don't know why, like I, to this day, like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm not blaming my parents, but I just can't wrap my mind around it that my parents would be, totally fine with an older man, a man in his twenties, like staying with children. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess that just goes to show that my parents fully trusted him. And, um, he molested me or sexually assaulted, sexually abused. Like I, we all have like a different word for it. Um, but he sexually abused me, um, for, um, like a, anywhere between three to six months. I'm not sure the time frame, but it was, it happened a lot. Like while he thought I was sleeping Um, and I tried to speak out about it. Um, but he shot me down like in front of my mom and he called me a liar. So like when you're, when you're that young, like you kind of like, especially the way I was raised, like always respect your elders. 
like, I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I, um, like, I didn't know, like, how to react. Like, I didn't know, like, what to feel after that. I just knew that I was angry. And when he told me that I was a liar in front of my mom, I was like, oh, well, maybe I am a liar. Like, I didn't know what had happened. I just knew that I hated it and I didn't want it to be true. So, like, over the years, like, after that, I was like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm not going to, you know, tell anyone what happened. And um, I didn't know I was depressed when I was very young, but I did see myself become more timid and it just... I feel like it completely killed, you know, my personality. I was way different before then. And, um, yeah, so that's where it started. Um, I've had an extensive history with sexual abuse. And I think the reason why it's happened, like even as an adult, I think, I think that the reason why it's kept happening is because, of the first experience, mm-hmm. um, later on as an adult, I was, um, I was raped by someone mm-hmm. and then it was an ex, it was somebody that, you know, I knew. And then after that, maybe like two years after that, I was raped again oh by, God. um, someone that I barely knew. And I don't know if I exactly trusted him, but I had just broken up with someone. So I was in a very vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. And and then recently, like in um in January, I don't know if you remember, but I was um I was kind of like I was super like out of it during that time. Um uh, it definitely broke me again because this last time in January it actually happened on New Year's Eve. Oh my God. Um I, yeah, it was, it was a great way to start out the new year, right? Um, it just, it wasn't rape, it was sexual assault, but it happened the same way that it did, like, the very first time. So that completely triggered me and brought me back all the way to, like, you know, I got flashbacks and everything, and that, like, super bothered me, but um, I did file a police report, and I was super proud of myself because I know that's really hard. And if yeah, you've ever yeah. been sexually abused, it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of people think like, oh, well, you know, why didn't this person speak up before? Well, you know, it's complicated and, you know, sometimes it's like you think it's better to be quiet or lay low because you don't want to stir anything up. And I completely understand that because when my uncle molested me and everyone found out it tore the family apart. Oh my God. I I mean, it's, well, I mean, first I want to, you know, thank you for sharing. I mean, that's exact, that's like extremely brave of you to, to, to share that like personal, like, you know, you know, story of yours. Um, and so relevant today, um, you know, with, uh, with the, with the me too movement and, um, it's and in me like for example i i mean i have a daughter and um once i knew that i was going to have a daughter i knew from the history that i had that i was going to be extreme the most paranoid overprotective 
parent ever in the world and I didn't care. I was like, you know what, you know, um, and people used to make jokes like, you know, you know, she's six years old, she's on a playground and you're still walking right behind her to make sure she doesn't fall down anywhere. But I'm like, no, you don't understand why I'm doing this because, you know, I don't know who's watching my kid right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and, and thing is in the, the, which is crazy. Um, you know, because you don't know. I mean, there are in so, and you can you you you've you know proven it that there's some creepy ass people in the world, and we hear stories like this every single day, and it's disgusting and uh-huh. disturbing, and it always makes me question like, how the hell do we have a society that this shit can happen over and over and over and over again, and and you we know- can't and we can't fix it. Yeah, we can't. I think part of the problem, too, is that people don't talk about it. And so it's, you know, and it's also uncomfortable. Like, you know, like you don't want to, like, you don't want to do that. Like, you don't want to talk about it. But I feel like you kind of have to because it happens so much. And also another thing that I think that makes this worse, that makes it so that it's, you know, like people get away with it, is that, um, like, Nobody likes a rapist. Nobody likes a pedophile mm-hmm. until it's somebody that you know, like a brother or like a father or like a sister or an aunt or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like nobody likes that until it's like somebody, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, you know, like I trust this person and I know that this person would never do that. So, I mean, I think it's, it might be just denial on someone like other people's part yeah i, I know i mean like i i've been i mean i i personally like i i try to read the news every day just because i need to know um what's going on and there's just countless like stories of this that are out there and it's like i just can't believe that this happens in our world you know it's just uh-huh. it's so disgusting and disturbing and it just makes me more paranoid my, my daughter just i just you know drew, she just had her first day of school today and the only thing i can worry yeah. about is like what you know is she just the walk from where we drop her off to where her classroom is i'm always like did she get in there did she in the classroom or 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 how you know i'm always like that because i'm like i need to know i need to physically see that she went in the classroom or 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 it's gonna freak me out you know i'm gonna be worried about it all day i'm like baby i texted you you didn't even text me back i need to know so i know this is gonna cause issues in in when she becomes a teenager because she's like dad you're hella bugging but i'm like no you don't understand um I need to know because, you know, it just – and I think in, 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 in a weird sense, you know, our mental illness actually is beneficial in that type of situation. I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean like for example, I mean do you, do you want to have kids? Um, I'm undecided. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like I don't know. I don't think so. Um, my boyfriend has a son. Um, and I am like, I've noticed like when I hang out with, you know, just me and James and his son, like I'll walk like behind his son so that he's kind of like in the middle of us because I don't want to lose him. You know what I mean? Like I'm very like, like my mothering instincts kind of like kick in and I'm like, okay, no one's going to get near him. So I get what you're saying and I completely agree. Like I think those, you know traumatic experiences of being abused as a child kind of makes you a little bit different in a good way 
Yeah, and it's weird because I I do the exact thing that you do. Like I I tend to walk behind everybody. Like you know, because my my girlfriend you know she has three kids. I have one, so we have this huge family now. And so, um, no matter what, I'm in the very back of everybody, just because I want to be able to see yeah. everything. And like you know, since I'm sure you do, you probably try to analyze every single situation that you're in. And if you uh-huh. suffer from anxiety, you're constantly thinking of every bad thing that could happen at that moment. So I'm always like, I scan the freaking crowd, like, okay, oh, and, you, and I just watch and I think of everything. So that's kind of what I do. Yeah, like it crawl, like um, the worst case scenario type of thing. Like it does run through my mind and I do think about that stuff, but I don't like, I try not to dwell on it like I used to, but now I just kind of, you know, like when I'm out in public or whatever, like I'll sit in a certain way, like, like if I go to a restaurant, like I won't have my back facing the door. Like I'll sit, you know, like in a corner or somewhere where I could see, you know, people coming in and out. Cause I just also want to feel safe for myself. And yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that's, I mean, that's good practice to use. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's, we live in a messed up world, dude. So it's like, you uh-huh. know, and that was the one thing I, I worried about too, before even having a child, and this might be one of the reasons why you're you might be hesitant to have a child is is because yeah. the child's gonna grow up in a world like this. It's like yeah, you know, I mean, not only is it you know violence and like you know things like this or school shootings, it's it's the climate change and this environment might be so effed up that you know people can't survive out here. You know, so it's like, uh-huh. do I really want to raise a child in that type of it? You know, that's that's where it was for me. I'm yeah. always so scared to do that. So, um, yeah. you know, so I mean, but I, but you did mention, you know, your boyfriend and, you know, the relationships and stuff and being around good people. I mean, and how is it like having someone that doesn't suffer from mental illness? You know, how does that, you know, work with you and him? Well, he, I was always straight up with him, um, about, um, what I had, like, because, when I guess when I first started talking to him, well, okay, let me back up a little bit. We went to high school together, so we always kind of knew each other. Right. Um, but I was, I always like kind of kept to myself when it came to, you know, like my personal like issues or whatever. Like everyone for some reason always assumed that I was fine. Like, um, I was very sarcastic as a teenager. Like, you know, that was kind of like my mask to hide, you know, my anxiety and my depression. Um, and I never told, I never really told anyone like what happened. Um, so anyway, like I always like, like I knew him, but we weren't friends. And then, um, when we really started talking maybe like a year ago or something, um, I think it was last summer. Um, I was dating this like horrible person, but, um, I I wasn't looking for a relationship and then it just, it kind of happened, but I was always, um, honest with him like right. I because like I said I wasn't looking for a relationship at the time and so I was very like like myself I was genuine um and he knew about you know my past a little bit and as we got to know each other like I opened up to him a lot um he is a veteran so he has um you know he's seen things and I think that kind of you know was beneficial in our relationship and it still is like he can kind of relate like he knows like about anxiety like he understands it he understands me 
um, it does take a special person to, um, to make a relationship work when you have PTSD or depression or anxiety, because I've dated people and like, they just don't get it. Like they always try to fix you. Right. Right. Um, like they kind of, and that kind of makes it so that they're blaming you in a way like, Oh, well you're the problem. You know, let's fix you. Let's take you to the doctor. Let's get you some happy pills. And it doesn't work like that. Like it's kind of a journey, you know, like you can't just get better. Like you'll probably have, like, I know it's not, the best of news if you're depressed but you'll probably have it like the rest of your life mm-hmm. and you just you just learn to live with it and it gets better with therapy or um you know pills do work for some people just I, it's just not something i want to do but um anyway i rambled on like i don't even remember what the question was oh no 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 I mean, that was perfect it's it's it was just like how that relationship works. I mean, you were straight up with the guy and you said, this is where I'm at. And then you guys, I mean, from what I see, especially, I mean, I mean, you guys look very happy. Yeah, we are really happy. He's, I mean, like he's an amazing guy and I'm crazy about him. And, um, it's just the way that he loves. He's so like, he's so kind and, you know, and he has a son and he just loves his family and they're great. And, um, I mean, I was happy, I think, I think I was, well, I've been happier than I've ever been in my life. And, um, like I was happy, like when I started talking to him like a year ago. Um, so that helps. It helps to be in a good place. Um, you kind of have to be ready for a healthy relationship, yeah. I think, especially yeah. if you have anxiety cause you don't want to, you know, when you're like crazy depressed, I've been through some times where I just I was so depressed I was numb from any feelings so that's definitely not like a place where you want to start dating and seeing other people yeah and I and for me it's weird because I because of what happened when I was young it, it, it just it, it's like a weird kind of you know I guess cycle because then like I had that happen to me and then my relationships um also well after that i was also i had an abusive father and so he used to hit me and you know um and he was abusive towards you know my mother and my sister also so we were stuck in that for a long time and then they finally got divorced and and all that stuff so that kind of added also to the whole like i i just can't deal with affection because not only was i you went from the extreme of like this person was like sexually molesting you then all of a sudden now you're getting physically hit you know, yeah. all the time. So it's oh, like, God. so I was like, I can't deal with like any type of touch. And so, you know, having to explain that to people, um, and just to say, you know, being with the right person makes it, you know, the right way. I mean, like my girlfriend now, she, um, I'm completely happy. And I think, you know, we mentioned this before was, you know, before we started recording that, you know, when we're not with that person and since they make us feel so whole, when we're yeah. not with a person, we just can't focus. And I think that's the reason why I feel like <laughs> this is the right person because I'm like, Aww. yeah, because I, I just can't, if she's not here, then I'm all over the place. I'm scrambled. I'm playing video games. I'll stop after 15 minutes and I'll read a book for 15 minutes. I'll stop and then I'll watch TV. It's like, when she's here, I can be at peace. I can, I can watch TV, play video games. It's, but I just, that's why I figure like, that's probably, she's the person that is like, makes me whole because, um, I can be 
close to normal when when she's around, you know. So yeah, it's almost like they help take the anxiety away. Like yeah. that's that's how I feel. Like whenever I hang out with my boyfriend, like I I don't have a care in the world. Like it's all about like living in the moment, which is so important if you um, have a mental illness. Like you, like I think a lot of anxiety comes from thinking too much or thinking of the past or of like the future. You know, mm-hmm. so when you're like in the moment, um, that's, I think that's when you're more at peace. Yeah. It's like, and it's, you know, I know that, you know, we just found out that, you know, we both share, you know, mental illness. Um, but it, you know, and it's a sad thing to say, but I think it's, it's becoming a lot more common, you know, whenever with every other person, I think we, we, we go through mm-hmm. these life things, these life situations and you can't help but have something change your life forever. And one uh-huh. is the area that we um, are from um, had some huge fires last year. And now yeah. we have, and that might've added a little bit of PTSD to you too. Cause it was like, <laughs> you, what did it you say? Sure did. <laughs> well, what was your, how was your experience with that? You, what happened to you in that situation? So, um, well, first of all, like, I always have, like, anxiety, and, like, the way I deal with it, like, is, um, like, I don't know if you want to, like, go into it now, but, um, like, um, I run and stuff, like, I try to stay active to help me, and when the fires happened, um, I couldn't run, and mm-hmm. that's, like, my main form of, like, kind of self-treatment, like, oh, yeah. running is so good for me, so, like, when, I mean... Like, the air was so bad, and, like, Sonoma was on fire. Um, I couldn't run, so my anxiety, obviously, was way, like, over the roof. Um, so what happened was um, me and my family were evacuated, and we stayed in Petaluma, and, God, like, I just remember, like, that whole week, like, most of it is kind of, it's either, like, a blur, or it's, like, um, like, I describe it as, like, when you're looking through, like, a film roll or whatever, and there's, like, blanks in it, like, it's oh, literally, yeah. like, white, like, I can't, like, like, part of my memory is almost gone, because it affected me so much, just thinking that, like, my whole life, and, like, you know, my, my town that I felt so safe in was all of a sudden, like, in danger of just becoming nothing, like, that freaked me out pretty bad. Yeah, that, that, I mean, then, and see, we, since we already suffered from it, that was a lot worse, but now we have a lot of people who now have PTSD because of yeah. those fires. I mean, I don't know, um, there are people who we see every day and, you know, they smell like chimney smoke. They are, they're triggered. They're just like, oh my gosh, what, do I need to look out the, the window and mm-hmm. see the hills above me? Are they on fire? I mean, and, yeah. It, and California, I mean, as a state, is like constantly having fires. I mean, we have huge fires still have, happening all over the state. So it's so bad. So it's 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 crazy. Um, so you mentioned running, and that's a great way that you you know escape and you get clear headed. I mean, tell us more about mm-hmm. that. I mean, how it helps you out. So it just um, like when I'm having a bad day, even if I'm not having a bad day, like I run a lot, like. Um, five times a week and then I'll try to hike and I'll swim and stuff like anything to kind of, you know, get my muscles going and my blood and just, you know, just be out in, in nature. I think that also helps. Like I can't run on a treadmill. 
but um it's just like I feel like a hamster you know like I have yeah. to be out there I <laughs> yeah, have to be yeah. looking at stuff um and it's kind of like like it's so meditating for me and like I just always feel like I need to run but especially when I have a bad day like I'll just I'll just go run and uh, I'll go on a really long run and I solve a lot of problems while running and it's just, I don't know. I just love it. It's my happy place. And I know a lot of people like hate running, but I do recommend like, I guess any type of exercise or even like creative outlet, if Mm -hmm. you're depressed or suffering from anxiety, like anything that's healthy will, you know, that's like a creative outlet or, you know, a physical exercise will definitely help help you cope with anxiety or any other like mental issues yeah I, I mean i know for me um one thing that i did i mean i do with little video games are, are my outlet just because i felt like in when i was very young i started playing a lot of video games and it was because it was just i felt like i was a victim in my world but in a video game i'm the hero i'm the one saving the princess i'm the one saving the world and so that's kind of been my like escape and it still is i still use that today um but also podcasting like this is another uh way that i do too because it is therapeutic to just yeah. You know, to talk and throw your feelings out there um, and have people who are going to listen to this and they're not going to judge you because you can't see them. They're not going to say anything. They'll You you can totally shut them off, but you can still vent out your feelings like this is how I feel. This is what I went through. And yeah. um, somewhere out there, you know, there's going to be people who listen to your story and be like, wow. You know, they're going to be like, you know you know, I, you know, they're going to hear about your bravery and, and they might have suffered the same things that you have suffered and be like, you know, she got through it and we can do it too. And, um, it's only going to help other people, which is the great thing about doing something like this. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I'm happy. Like, I just, like, I never thought that I would be like content and happy and fulfilled in my life. And, I'm just like, I feel like every day, like I'm so grateful because there's so much love in my life. And I just want people to know, like, you know, it does get better if you're sad, if you've been like sexually abused in any way, like just know that it's a journey and it, it's not always easy and it does get better because it's hard to be happy. Like I went so many years, like just being sad and depressed and sometimes even even feeling like numb like I literally like couldn't feel anything so um it does get better and it will get better and also I just want to say like you mentioned like video games Mm. a lot of people like to hate on people who play video games and um when you said like you could be like the hero of your story that is so fucking true because my little brother both of my brothers have played video games like since they were little Mm. and um that's part of the reason why they love it is because it's it's a good distraction but it's not like a waste of time because it does kind of like you know it makes you feel like you're um like you know you're that character yeah and um my little brother had um i guess like a i don't know what it's called um like a vr thing yeah Um, yeah yeah, like where you put like the little mask or like goggles on. Oh, yeah. And it's like yeah. 3D. Yeah. So he has that. And like he let me play it one day. And I was like, oh my, I was like really depressed. 
when that happened, when like, he was like, here, just put this on and you'll feel so much better. And like, it really did help. Like it was almost inspiring. Like, wow. Like (laughs) I felt like in control, even though I had no idea what I was doing in the game, (laughs) it just, it just made me feel better. And yeah, my boyfriend also plays video games. So like, I get it and like, I understand it and I don't hate on it because I think it, it really does help you out. Yeah, you know, I know, like, there's a, there's one person I know, like, there's a couple of people I know who completely just, like, trash games, and and so I, I, I always find myself getting in, like, these heated debates with them, I'm like, look, this is what, and so, you know, and, and for me to have to explain to them why I use them specifically, then, the, you know, the, those, they usually, like, step away from and say, okay, okay, I, you know, I get it, I get it, you know, but, um, especially, with the technology that we have today and what these games can do, it's, it's a lot different, you know, and that's why I, I let my, my daughter play video games. She loves video games. And, uh-huh. I, you know, I mean, look with, I mean, at her short life, she's only been, she's only 10 years old, but now she's already gone through a divorce, a broken family. And so that's going to be something that's probably going to come out later where she's going to say, dad, I really need you to explain why that didn't work out and why I have to live with you half the time and live with mom half the time. And so that's going to be, you know, something that she's going to have to, you know, go through now. Oh, wait, you did mention though that you, so you, do you still go to therapy and see a therapist? I haven't in a couple of months that I probably should just for like, I guess like upkeep or like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, mental, like, just for clarity or whatever. Like, I think I should go back. Um, I, I'm just really bad at, um, appointments and stuff like that. But, um, I did go to therapy for like, um, a while and it definitely helped. Have you done therapy? I have. And it's like, I remember when I first started, um, I was supposed to go to therapy for one, for everything that happened when I was a child. And I was Uh too scared to do that. Um, I, I didn't do that. And then I went to, um, after when I was going through the divorce, I went and saw a therapist and cause you know, he was, he asked me like, well, you know, you're not eating and you're not sleeping. So, you know, either you don't eat, you start eating or you start sleeping. Um, or, you know, you're going to, we're going to have to put you on some pills because this is, this is not good, you know? So, um, you know, after I started, you know, uh, dating my girlfriend that all changed it was like okay well you're eating now and now you're sleeping regularly so um i didn't have to you know uh take medication but i do need uh-huh. to still i think i do agree i agree with you though you i i need to start going back just because you need like that upkeep it's like it's like a car dude like you, no. you, you get an oil change you uh you have yeah. these appointments but you have to do that for your mental health too you know so. yeah no it's so true. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm very bad at that, which you shouldn't be, I know, but like, I'm, I'm being real here. Like I don't always go to my appointments. Sometimes I get anxiety before my appointments and it like makes me cancel it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like, I remember telling my boyfriend a long time, I was like, Oh my God, like I can't, like, I don't want to go. Cause I know I'm going to get anxious. And he was like, you should just go. Cause it'll help. And it always like makes you feel better at the end. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. So. <laughs> Fine, I'll go. <laughs> but um, now I want to thank you uh, for doing the show. Um, it was extremely, you know, eye-opening what you told us and everyone who listens to this show. And it was very brave of you. And I think it's a story that needs to be heard. 
Um, yeah. Because there are others, sadly, that have have probably gone through the same thing that you have. Even maybe yeah. not to the extent of what you have, but you know the symptoms that you have now, and and you've given them advice on how to, and you've shown them just by what you've been talking about that you can go back to being normal and living a happy life. So, uh-huh. um, thank you for for sharing that. I mean, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Like I know we talked about it before. Like. That's the reason why I wanted to do it because so many people, obviously I'm okay with talking about it. Otherwise, like I, I wouldn't have done it, you know, cause I mean, there were times when I wasn't okay with talking about it, mm-hmm. but that's also proof that you can heal and you can talk about it. Like I couldn't even say the word molested at one point. I couldn't even say like rape at one point and like, here I am, like, it's fine and it'll get better and you will get happier. So Thank you so much for having me. That's awesome. Now, if you want to follow her, um, she's amazing. So I, I suggest you do. The people who do listen to this show, um, do you want to give everyone, um, uh, I guess, like your social media, your Instagram? Yeah, it's a long one because it's my name and I have a, my name is a mouthful. So it's <laughs> um, on Instagram, it's at Asusena underscore Robledo. So it, like, I'll spell it out for you, obviously, because, like, literally, like, no one can ever pronounce my name. <laughs> it's, I am used to it. Um, A-Z-U-C-E-N-A underscore R-O-B-L-E-D-O. And I, I, like I said, you should follow it because, I mean, she's always taking a lot of pictures of nature and things like that. And she's awesome. And she yeah. did mention she loves nature. She's always out. So, um, you know, uh, I definitely, uh, you know, feel you should. So make sure you follow her. I want to thank her again. Um, this is Dan. If you have any comments about the show, and I'm pretty sure I will get some comments about the show, um, you can email when a nerd starts over at gmail.com. Um, remember that it's okay to not be okay. Because it's, it's, it's so true. It's just, that's the world we live in now. And we're not going to get better unless we talk about it and heal and grow together. So, um, thank you again. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.